0: Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzhak Shifman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Chava, let's get started here. We are holding in Perkei Avot, Peret Gimel Tet. We're going to learn today a Mishnah as told over by Rabbi Hanina Ben Dosa. Rabbi Hanina Ben Dosa is a very special person in the Gemara, there's great stories about him, how much of a tzaddik and a chassid he was. And the Kahati gives a few stories as an introduction to this Mishnah. So I'll tell you a couple of stories. He was known that through his koach his ability to pray, that he could have tremendous uh, success. Whatever he prayed for, it became it was successful. He was known that. That was his uh, koach koachatfila. So the Gemara tells us that Rabbi Hanida Ben Dosa He was actually a student of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Yochanan ben Zakkai was a big man in his own right. So there was a time that he was studying under Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, and the son of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was sick. So the Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, turned to his student, Hanina ben Dose, he said, Please pray for my son, that he should live, that he should survive. So the, the Gemara tells us, Gemara Masechet Brachot, it tells us that Hanina ben Dosa, he put his head between his knees. It feels it sounds very uncomfortable. But that was a way of prayer. And he prayed that Yubi ben Zakkai's son should live. And he ended up living. The child survived. Beautiful. So Yohanah ben Zakkai commented after his son survived, if I would have done that all day, I wouldn't have been successful in prayer. So it sounds like he was saying, the student was greater than the master. That's really what it sounds like, right? Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakai commented, if I would have prayed like that all day, I wouldn't have been successful. So Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakai's wife turned to him and he said, is, is your student greater than you? Meaning she wanted to understand, is Rabbi Chanina Ben Dosa greater than you, the Rebbe?" So Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakai said, no, actually I'm greater, really. But Rabbi Chanina Ben has a very special connection with Hashem, that he's like an evid lefnea melech. He's like a servant in front of the king. What does it mean? a servant in front of the king goes in when he wants and leaves when he wants. He doesn't need special access granted. Yeah. And I, says Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, I'm like a sar lefnea melech. I'm like an <laughs> officer. Meaning, if you're an officer, you're a uh, governor, etc., you don't just walk into the president's office. You need to get a uh, passcode, you need to get a- acceptance, etc. Now, who's actually greater in the malchut? The officer. But Rabbi Hanida Mendoza ben was considered closer in a certain way. He was like evid lefnea melech. So therefore his prayers were also listened to like someone who has direct access all the time. That's one story. Another thing, Rabbi Hanina Ben-Dosa, when they would ask him to pray for something, something was going on, they needed prayer, someone was sick, tragedies, etc. So Rabbi Hanina Ben-Dosa used to pray. And afterwards he would say, Rabbi Hanina Ben-Dosa would say, I know this prayer is going to be accepted or not be accepted. So they would say to him, how do you know now if it's going to be accepted or not? So he would say, if when I'm praying, it's very fluent, it flows, my prayers are comfortable, I'm not stumbling. If that's what's happening, I know my prayers are being accepted. But if I'm stumbling and stuttering for whatever reason, I know that they're mitoraf, they're going to be torn up, and it won't be successful. One final story. The Gemara tells us that there was an arod. I don't know in in Hebrew today what arod is actually translated as, but in the Gemara, it's, it's a snake. The Gemara, a very famous story. It tells us that there was a snake that was biting people and killing them. A road, I think it's a snake or a, some sort of a dangerous creature. So they came to Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa <coughs> and said, poisonous creature. I don't know, it was a snake or a, a crocodile, some, some sort of a dangerous creature. It was biting and killing people. So they came to Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa and they said to him, there's this snake that's killing people. What, what, what can we do about this? So he said to them, Show me where the hole is. Show me where the, the the den is. Where is the snake's hole that he's living in? So they showed him the hole, and he put his heel by the hole. Can you imagine? It sounds like a trick in a, in, in a zoo. <laughs> he put his foot by the hole. The snake came out and bit Rabbi Hanina Mendoza But instead of Rabbi Hanina Mendoza dying, the snake ended up dying. that doesn't make any sense so he took the snake on his shoulders and he brought the snake to the Beit Midrash and he explained to them it's not the snake that kills it's sin that kills meaning if we don't do sins and we're tzadikim the snake cannot touch us Camino Mendoza was on such a level, and he wanted to illustrate that yeah, he concept. Was so no? He was so confident, because he, he knew he was on that level, and he wanted to teach the lesson to people. You don't have to worry about the snake, if you're really on such a level. You have to worry about chet. You're at chet. That's what you really have to worry about. And that actually brings us very much into this Mishnah. And the in, in that Gemara, the conclusion of the Gemara was, woe to the person, the Gemara commented, that Interacts that comes across a snake, but woe to the snake that Rabbi ben Mendoza comes across. <laughs> Meaning to say is that really, it's not the snake that has any real koch; it's, it's the Avera, that's really what has real koch. Now, this, that's the Tana of our Mishnah, Rabbi Hanide Mendoza, this big tzaddik. And he tells us in this Mishnah, something about learning Torah, the right mentality in learning Torah, how we can keep the Torah with us. And if we have the wrong mentality, it's not going to. we're not going to be able to retain it. <laughs> Rabbi Chanina ben Dosa Rabbi ben taught the following. anyone that the fear of his sin, his fear of sin, kodemet means is before, what it means here is, is more important, is more primary, is more basic than his wisdom, So his wisdom is able to be retained. Because, and so the opposite. Anyone that his wisdom is more important or is more primary to his to his fear of sin, his is not able to be retained. It's not able to be kept. Now, what does that mean? So the Meforshimir explained, the Bartanura explains, when somebody learns Torah, now there's two reasons. Let's just take for the purposes of this Mishnah. A person could learn Torah for mental stimulation, it's very interesting challenges him. I once had a person who told me he likes to learn Torah because it keeps his mind fresh. Okay. Is it a terrible thing? Not necessarily a terrible thing. Is that the right right mentality? Not the right mentality. We don't learn Torah to keep our mind fresh. That's not why we learn Torah. In such a scenario, he's learning it for mental stimulation, he's not going to be able to retain that Torah. He's not internalizing it. He's not putting it into action. He's not making it real. That's somebody that is Torah is not, his is not kodemet His fear of sin is not more important than his Torah that he's learning. But what is the opposite? The opposite is somebody understands, when I'm learning, for example, what's prohibited to me. Let's say I go, I sit down and I learn, uh, milk and meat is prohibited. I learn a simple halacha. So now, if I'm just learning this for mental stimulation, it challenges my mind, and then I go through the details, you don't actually apply it. There's no your adchet, you're not actually applying it in any real way, you're gonna forget that, you're not going to retain that ultimately. But if you're learning on condition to apply it into your daily life, then that actually becomes a part of your daily life. Then that becomes internalized by the individual, and what ends up happening is mitkayemet, your khma is also retained within you. Mara is extremely practical that's It's because you don't learn right. Let's continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not the teacher. <laughs> Everything we learn in Torah is extremely practical. You just have to know. Maras arguing about uh, when the water come down and they put that. Maras Torah as well. That's rain comes down. <coughs> good question. We've spoken about this like a hundred times. Feel like. the Maras is the mechanic. No, 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 wrong, wrong. No, that's what I'm saying. It can't be. Because if it's just for mental stimulation, yeah. it th- you don't internalize anything. It doesn't become real to you. It's I not rain. We'll talk about that. It's a good question, Yosef. We'll talk about that. Let's finish the Mishnah. We'll talk about that. There's a lot to learn, tremendous amounts to learn. Everything right. in Torah, Gemara is a chilek of Torah yeah, too. It's come from. Let's continue, Chevra. Ua Yaomer, Bichaninu B'Dosa also used to say. Now this sounds very similar. We're about to repeat. It almost sounds like a repetition. I'll explain to you how the Meforshim learn what both parts of the Mishnah are saying. It says like this: Merubin if his actions are more than his wisdom, meaning." He acts. He learns, but then he acts. He does something with it. it. becomes real to him. So Again, his is retained by him. He keeps the by him. but if his is more than his actions, means he's just learning, but it doesn't translate into action. He doesn't put that. It's not minat l'lamid, It's not put into action in any real way. So then again, his chokhmah is not going to be retained. His wisdom won't be kept. It'll be lost. So the Mepharshim speak out, what is the difference between the two parts of the Mishnah? It seems like repeating the same concept. They say the first part of the Mishnah is talking about the Mitzvot lotase. The second part of the Mishnah is the Mitzvot it means we have two types of Mitzvot in the Torah. We have prohibitions, negative, and we have positive to do. So it's like this. When we learn the negative, don't eat milk and meat. Simple example. If we take that and we put it into practice, so we'll be able to keep the wisdom by us. Similarly, if we learn positive actions, should uh, have zrizut the run to davening. And then we run to davening, so we'll be able to keep the positive mitzvot that we just learned, it'll be retained in us as well. By the way, on a simple level, it's a very logical thing. Because if you learn something simply as an intellectual pursuit, meaning just in the world of intellect, just in the world of chokhmah, but you don't actually apply it, well, it'll stay in your head for a little bit, but it won't actually translate into being retained, kept by you. But once you integrate it into your life, so then what ends up happening actually is, it does become part of you. It's a very natural thing. It's like repetition. It actually becomes part of you. Now there is another pshat, I'll just tell you, in this second piece of the Mishnah. The other pshat they say in this second piece of the Mishnah, is that it's a command towards community leaders. Very interesting idea. It says like this, someone that directs other people, and ma'asav mirubin mi The way he directs them through his own actions are more than how he directs them through his chokhmah. Meaning, he doesn't tell them to do as much as shows them what to do. Then, kayemet, Whatever it is that he's trying to teach, it will be successful. But somebody maasav Somebody that he gives more direction verbally, more uh, oral direction, but he doesn't focus as much on doing to show by example, in mit kayemet. Meaning, what's going to end up happening is his words won't be accepted. Meaning, it's another way to understand the second part of the Mishnah. If you're trying to influence, whether it's your own children, whether it's students, whether it's the community, whether it's other people in shul, the most successful way is maasa Rubim What's that? It's, it be it's, not, it's not even just hypocr- hi- hypocrite. I mean, we're talking even more. Is that, you know, Let's say you're not a hypocr- hypocrite, but focus more on doing than on saying. That's the point. Maybe you're not a hypocrite, meaning, but if you want to really influence somebody, show them more in what you're doing than in telling them. Then they'll listen to what you have to say when you talk a little bit. But if you're more focused on talking, you're not a hypocrite. You're doing the right thing. But at the same time, you want them to you listen. Tell them do and you it's le- no, no, I'm saying even if you do. But you're not, do- you're not leading as much by example as by direction. By saying, it's less likely they're going to listen what you have to say. We're not necessarily talking about a hypocrite even. Just Don't say as much. Exactly. Don't talk so much. Give direction by showing what's the right thing to do. That's the words of Rechanina Bendosa. So two ideas. Number one, we really want to keep the Torah within us. It has to translate into something. It has to be on la la'asot. It has to be real. We have to make it real. And two, the second idea is you want to influence people, whether that's community, your families, the shul, other people in a positive way, it should be by, by, by action. Forget forget so much the verbal direction. That's necessary in small amounts. But action. Show them through the right direction, then they're going to listen to what you have to say. Okay, we're going to stop here. Be'zat Hashem. And uh, we'll pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Yuhat, gentlemen. that's lacha